Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the seventh installment of Single Mom Dating and Bold Women Talking podcast. This morning's topic is um, how to enjoy being single and loving you first, because these things are super important. So let's get this straight. So being single isn't a bad thing. I know that I have been asked the question, why are you single? Like there's something wrong with me. And I guess most of the time people don't expect my answer. I am single by choice right now. Am I dating? Yeah, you betcha. Am I finally ready for dating? That would be a yes too. Because there was a time when I wasn't ready. And I was in a place where I needed to do my work. I needed to get right with myself. I needed to explore what it was that I wanted. And what it was I didn't want. And I had to become healthy for myself. Did I try dating when I shouldn't have? Yes. Did it turn out poorly? Definitely. Did I learn from it? Absolutely. I learned that I wasn't in the right space. I had more work to do. And the person that I had dated was absolutely horrible to me. So it re-triggered everything that had gone in on in my previous three-year relationship that was very damaging to me. I ended up with severe migraines to the point of having seizure-like episodes. The person was such a negative entity that he literally was the epitome of a walking migraine for me. And so I really had to dive in and explore what it was about that relationship that triggered me so badly that I would have such an adverse reaction to what was going on. So what I discovered was that he would step in and step out. I didn't know whether I was coming or going with him. I didn't know if he actually really liked me as a person and I didn't know if he really wanted to be with me because his actions didn't match his words and it didn't match when he was around me so if he was in the same space with me everything was pretty great but as soon as he was away and went to work and was not with me um, he really shot off so there was these moments where He disappeared for an entire weekend. I didn't hear from him. And of course I was worried. So here I'm like even considering phoning hospitals. Only to find out that, you know, he shut down from everybody. So did I feel like I was important to him? Not a bit. Because I think the one person you should want to call to say, you know, hey babe, I need to take some time out for myself. Um, you know, I'll call you when I'm feeling better and 
we'll go from there. At least that would have let me know that he valued me enough to let me know that he needed some space, which I totally would have been okay with, and that he just needed a couple of days to be with himself and maybe heal something that he was going through. Um, and then, you know, I came to find out that there was some real um, mental health going on for him um, after he disappeared for an entire weekend that over the course of a couple of conversations, I discovered that he wasn't willing to deal with it. He wasn't willing to deal with the depression. He wasn't willing to deal with the emotions. He wasn't willing to deal um, with any of it. So instead he would just shut down. So he wasn't willing to go to his doctor even to see if maybe some medication could help him. That was a definite no, I'm not doing that stuff. And. I'm putting it politely the way he put it. Um, he wasn't willing or interested in going to therapy because he'd done that and it didn't work and it didn't help. Um, I think not fully realizing that maybe he needed to embrace it. Um, or, you know, to like come with me to the forest and scream and kick trees that wasn't a thing he was willing to do either. So he wasn't willing to let go of what was going on for him or deal with what was going on for him or, you know, make the moves to make himself feel better, however that looked. Um, so all of this stuff got piled on top of me and I was internalizing it and I was taking it on and when I started having the migraines and then of course having these seizure-like episodes I really stopped I stopped for a second to say what is going on what is causing this trigger like what is what is going on and I sat with it and I realized that it wasn't it wasn't what I was doing, it was what was happening in this, I don't even know if I can call it a relation, a relationship or a situationship maybe because relationship should be, you know, equal give and take to people, you know, being mindful of what they're bringing into a relationship and if there's issues, be willing to fix those. And that wasn't, clearly was not happening. So the last blowout argument was that I tried to share something with him of what I'd gone through when I had had a miscarriage and was basically told that, you know, I've been down that road five times and you have no idea what demons I have and you have no idea and we were talking about suicide because I had you know been going through something with my daughter and trying to wrap my mind around it 
explaining to him that I had had the same thing happen for me when I had lost the baby. I had gone to a really dark place, but I was able to finally talk about it and share it, which was a huge thing for me. So then to be met with, I've done that five times, you have no idea, you know, you have no clue about what demons I have. You know, I took that as, uh, okay, I'm done here. I didn't want to get to know the demons. And I, you know, as much as I wanted to hold space for him in that moment where, you know, he was talking about that he had five suicide attempts or that he had contemplated it, he didn't really get into the detail of it, but I assumed it was pretty bad. However, I also knew that if I stayed and I stayed in that environment, um, he was just going to drag me down with him because he was not willing to do his work. So he gave me a choice. Well, I took it as a choice. I could either stay in it and try to fight for it and possibly lose myself in the whole process, or I could make the conscious decision to be like, okay, this is not healthy for me. I am getting migraines. I'm getting, you know, these seizure type episodes. I'm miserable. I don't know that he likes me. When he said that he, when he finally said that he loved me, the way he said it was, I should have told you this sooner, but I didn't. And then when I would say, I love you, he would purposefully not respond. And he did this a few times. And finally, the last time that he said, did it, I said, you know, when I say you love me, I love you and you don't respond, it's like me giving you a high five and you don't high five me back. It's hurtful, it's wrong, and I didn't do anything to deserve for you not to respond to me in that moment when I'm trying to tell you how deeply I care for you. And love is a huge word for me. It is not something that I just throw out there, ever. So if I tell you I love you, I mean it from the bottom of my soul and my entire being. I love fiercely, I love strongly, and I honor that word and I honor that whole concept so much that if that crosses my lips towards your lovely self, I mean it. And I mean it wholeheartedly. So. When I said to him, I love you, and I got met with silence, and it was done blatantly, it gutted me. So there he gave me another choice to think about, did I want to stay in that arena, or did I want to get the hell out? because I deserve somebody to love me the same way I love them. So after that, I made the conscious choice to remain single. And date and explore what it was that I really wanted. What was I willing to accept? 
was I willing to not accept? And to become really okay with asking those pointed questions on a date. Are you ready? Are you in the right space mentally, physically, and spiritually to date me? Are you the kind of guy that I want to bring home to my parents? So my parents are really important to me. So if I bring you home to meet my folks or if I allow you to meet my family, that means that I really like you because I don't, it's just not something I do on the regular. And really getting clear about where I wanted to go when I wasn't single. So I've proven to myself that I can be on my own. I've proven to myself that I can take care of myself financially and you know, I can go to the gym and I can be physically fit and I've accomplished that and I keep going and it's something that's a routine now. Um, I've proven to myself that I can raise my daughter on my own and I can do quite well with it and she's become well adjusted and a great uh, young woman who will make an amazing, you know, woman through her entire life. Um, I'm, I'm super proud of her. So I'm super proud of myself that I raised an incredible individual. Um, and I've owned my stuff. I have looked at myself in the mirror a lot of times and it hasn't been easy and it hasn't been pretty and it's been, I've been in tears, I've been in the depths of despair, I've had those moments where, you know, suicidal thoughts have come in because I'm, I'm dealing with something that's like so deep, but I knew I needed to go through it and that those thoughts were me getting through that process and working through that process and acknowledging what was going on for me and also reaching out to those people that truly cared about me and said, look, I'm going through this. I need you just to hold space for me and listen. And I'm very, very lucky that I have those people in my life where they can call me or I can call them and we can have those really raw discussions about the crappy things that go on in life or the crappy people that we encounter or, you know, just, just to get it out, get it in the open, get it, you know, dealt with at the time. Because it might come up later, but at least you know it and you've dealt, you've sat with it and you've acknowledged it, hopefully. Um, because in order to be healthy, you really have to be real about where you're at. And singlehood is, it can be great, it can be wonderful, it can be really liberating, it can be, you know, but how do you want to show up in the world? Do you want somebody to see, you know, you're a single woman killing it and you're able to do all of this stuff and you know, she really deserves to have this amazing person come into her life and make her not so single. But you have to do your work. 
you have to be okay with being single. Going from relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship is not healthy. It's not healthy, especially if you have had tumultuous relationships that you're dating the guy that's the walking migraine or you're dating the narcissist or you're dating the sociopath. And this goes for men too. Women that are out there too can be the same way. So I really want you to embrace like what I'm talking about because I'm female, I'm talking about men, that there's a flip side to that. And men go through this just the same as women. They might think about it differently. They might be, you know, wired differently. But the end result is the end result. Shitty relationships happen. So you have to take your time after those to really heal yourself. Really get real. Really figure out what you want. So if you just keep going through relationship, through relationship, through relationship, you're carrying things with you into other people's worlds and realms that should never be put on their plate because it's not up to them to heal that for you that's your stuff that's your baggage and that's not for them to either pick up or deal with or make you you know um like tune you into that because then that just breeds animosity towards that new person that you're dating because they're saying you know you need to look in the mirror here you're coming into this with a whole bunch of stuff that i don't want If they're, if they're healthy and evolved, they're going to see that and they're going to call you out on that, hopefully. So before you get into another relationship because you've just had five, take some time. Whether that's a month or three months or six months and you just date or you don't date or whatever that looks like for you because you need to make those decisions, do it. Get right. Get healthy. Get get well. So much of our society these days is not well. They're not well. It's created so much turmoil and strife and addiction and the way we speak to each other is sometimes poor. Um, I've heard people say things to others that I just was totally gobsmacked by. I can't believe that fell out of your face. Um, But yeah, there is nothing wrong with taking a break, figuring yourself out, being on your own for a bit, and then deciding, okay, I'm ready. And maybe I'm just going to be dating for a while, but be honest, be honest with where you're at. Be honest with those people that you're potentially dating. You don't want somebody to think that you're relationship material if you're just not. And if you're just not relationship material and the other person is and that's what they're looking for, don't go on that first date. Just don't. Because you should have done your chatting and talking and your exploring to some degree before you even went on that date with someone. So here's, here's going to be my rant for the day. If you are on a dating site and that is your avenue for meeting people, 
please put it out there what you are looking for. Are you looking for a relationship? Are you looking for a couple of dates? Are you looking for just sex? Because that's okay too. And no judgment. But let people know. Don't hide it. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't, you know, get five dates down the road and then say, oh, well, I'm just looking for this. Because if that person's really into you, and you're acting like you're into them, that's just creating damage that never needs to happen. Just because you think she's pretty or he's handsome and you just wanna play with the goods, but you're willing to you know, have those four or five dates, whatever their standard is, of to get in their pants and then pull that stunt, that is not okay. And I think the more that we say that these things are not okay and the more we shine a light on it, the less likely people are going to be doing it. And also, maybe they're going to be a little bit more aware and maybe they're going to put those things in their profiles. This is what I'm looking for. I am not ready for this. Be honest. There is nothing wrong with being honest. Nobody is going to chide you for it. And if they do and it's triggering them, that's something that they need to deal with. Right? Sometimes people's stuff is just definitely not our stuff. It's not our stuff, period. That's their stuff. So if they can't honor in you that, you know, you're not looking for this relationship or you're not looking for this commitment, then be out with it. Say it. Just say it. Because I would rather know from somebody exactly where they're at than get down a road and have it blow up and me sitting there going, but I asked you and I had a conversation with you and I had another conversation with you and I asked you again if you were ready for this, if you were ready for me. And you told me yes. And now you're telling me that you're just not ready. How dare you? How dare you? That is the lowest, most cowardly cop-out that a person can say and expect somebody else to receive. It is not okay. And I'm tired of people thinking that it is. So loving yourself. That's a huge word followed by an even bigger decision. Do you love yourself? Do you love yourself? Do you honor yourself? Do you make yourself important? So all the things that I've been describing before, 
are, you know, those things that we need to explore after we figured out whether we love ourselves or not and how to love ourselves. What does that look like? So can you deal with all that stuff and love yourself, warts and all, and be okay with who you are? Because we're all individuals and we all deserve that, mostly from ourselves. Somewhere down the line, somebody told you that you weren't worthy of that love and that you were this and that you were that. But that's somebody else's opinion. That's somebody else's perception. You know, I was once told that, you know, I don't take responsibility for any of my stuff. I thought, wow. That's a pretty low opinion of me. And I really feel like I do take responsibility for the stuff that I do, the things I create, the way that I show up, the words that come out of my mouth. Um, and the funny thing was is the person who said this to me definitely did not take responsibility for their own things so we can get from that little snippet right there that generally when somebody says something to us it's more about them than it is about us and they're deflecting So I don't want you to keep deflecting love from yourself because you should love yourself. You should love yourself wholeheartedly. You should love the things that you do. You should love the way that you talk, the way that you dress, the way that you, you know, show up. Like you should love yourself. Full on. There's no reason not to love yourself. If you're not loving yourself because of what somebody told you, that's the wrong reason not to love yourself. You need to figure out, you know, I gained a lot of weight in my last serious relationship. I no longer recognize myself in that mirror. I fell out of love with myself. I was disappointed in myself. I was, you know depressed. I was, I had lost a baby. I had gone through all of these awful things. And I was also with somebody who, you know, could give me a compliment, didn't celebrate any of my victories, didn't celebrate me, not a birthday, not anything. Um, you know, it was just, so not only was I not loving myself, I was allowing somebody to not love me too. And that made me feel even worse and like I wasn't capable or worthy of love. But then, you know, through the process of therapy and going to counseling and embracing all of that stuff, um, I figured out that, you know what, deep down, I really do love me. I don't know anyone else who does the things that I do who has accomplished the things that I've accomplished, who, you know, has made this journey through life and has come out pretty strong. And I actually really like me. 
I like who I am. I like that I'm kind. I like that I'm compassionate. I like that I'm, you know, considerate of others. I like that I can, you know, bake these great cakes. I like the fact that I can, you know, garden and I love being out in the garden and and playing with the plants. And there were so many things about me that I loved, that I liked. And somehow I have forgotten that. And I needed to remind myself. So that was the beginning of the journey of loving myself. So I wrote down all of these things that I loved about myself, that I liked about myself. And every time I went to that place of not loving myself or not liking myself, I read that list. Now, that's a part of cognitive behavior therapy that is really fantastic of retraining your brain to, you know, in those moments of negativity, you're, the more you practice it, the better able you become of bringing things back into the positive. My dogs are talking to you here. So, um, so yeah, so it's a way to retrain your brain and bring it back when you're having those moments of negativity that creep in that you can say, nope, Kimberly, I'm not doing this. This is just something fleeting and I love me. And I would go through this list of the things about me that I liked, the things about me that I loved. And I kept doing this to remind myself that, you know what, I was pretty amazing. And anybody who would become my partner would be really lucky to have me because I love fiercely. I will hold space for you. I will do all of these things to make you feel great about yourself, but I need that from somebody in return. So the dating process now is, you know, if I feel like that person's not capable of that, there's not a second date. Well, there might be a second date, but there won't be a third date. You know, or, you know, if I give you a chance, don't fuck it up. And I think, you know, that would benefit so many people of, is this person able and willing? Are you able and willing with that person to show those things and accept those things. So in order to love somebody, we have to love ourselves, but we also have to be able and willing to accept their love and not feel like we are undeserving of it. That's really the biggest key. So yeah, love yourself love on yourself love the things that you do and if you need to find more things like explore those areas figure out what it is that you love and go do them take the chance dive in um you know the only shame in life is not taking the chance at love and not being willing willing to receive that love so 
that's my words of advice for today. Um, I'm really glad you guys came to listen. Um, my next episode is going to be on, but what if he cheats? And serious dating and infidelity ways. So I'm excited to explore this topic. Um, it should be um, interesting what the people that I've been talking to and some of their stories. Um, yeah, um, I will talk to you soon and uh, take care.